Welcome back to the Paperless Movement. I'm Tom Solid and I'm really excited today. Why? I can welcome another guest to my interview series where I interview my inner circle members and have a look at their productivity setups, but also we talk to product managers and CEOs of productivity tool companies. And today I'm welcoming the CEO of Filterize. Filterize is actually a software that integrates with Evernote and automates your processes. So I think without further ado, we will dive into this interview. So let's roll it. Pascal Held, welcome to the show. I thank you very much that you could find some time and I'm really excited to show you actually or actually present Filterize to my audience um, because I think two less people know what Filterize is really about and what you actually can achieve using Filterize with Evernote. So I'm really excited having you here and now I'll learn more about the backstories and so on about Filterize. So Pascal, welcome to the show. Thank you, a pleasure to be here. So uh, let's just dive into it, I would say. Uh, I just want to know um, what actually inspired you to, to found Filterize or get this started? So basically it was a personal need I had. And a um, long time ago, I had a lot of my e of emails in my email postfach in the inbox. And basically, I heard about a zero inbox and cleaning all the stuff. And so the idea was you have to archive the emails anywhere where you can find them later on. And yeah, Evernote was a good, uh, good place there because it has a really good search feature. And my idea was, okay, every email I'm finished with, I move to Evernote. Then they are out of my inbox. And I have them for later references where I can easily find them again. This works quite well. So my inbox gets really fast to zero. And then I had all of the emails in the default notebook in Evernote. So basically <laughs> I moved all the stuff from one place to another place. <laughs> and it, uh, no sort Well, at, at least you didn't duplicate it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. So, so that's already a step forward. Email from the mailbox, but now I have them unsorted in Evernote. And then I started to create uh, small scripts to automatically um, sort them. For example, moving invoices to a finance notebook and all such stuff. But uh, yeah, emails increases and it doesn't make that, that much fun to um, always change the script manually and writing code. So the idea was, I need some graphical user interface where I can just easily say, okay, these kind of emails or these kind of notes should be placed in this notebook and should be tagged with these tags and so on. And then the step was really, really small to think about, okay, it's a good use case for me and it's probably a good use case for others. And uh, that's why I implemented a solution where multiple users can organize their Evernote. Yeah, and that was the... Uh, born or filterized, basically. Well, that sounds great. So to be clear, for people who don't know filterize, what does it actually do or what can you achieve with this now? So I understand you have some uh, automation behind this to sort your emails that you send to Evernote. So yeah. is this all it can do or what is it all capable of? 
So basically, you can imagine FilterWise is an, your personal assistant within Evernote. Mm -hmm. So everything that you can explain a personal assistant in your office, for example, to order and archive all your documents, uh, FilterWise could, could do for you in Evernote. So you can say, okay, if a note is like this, for example, has specific keywords in it, or has a specific title or something like this, um, move it to that notebook, um, create a reminder on this, and also add a few keywords or text for Evernote. So that sounds awesome. It's uh, essentially an automation software yeah. to automate your workflows, isn't it? So yeah, exactly. that's really and highly appreciated using an Evernote. Yes, yeah, sorry. And it's also an aggregation. So mm -hmm. we have some kind, or you can build some kind of dashboard where you mm -hmm. can get summaries of different nodes within one node. For example, you can create an automatic uh, table of content for one of your notebook or for nodes that are that have reminders for today or reminders for tomorrow. So you can automatically see what's your next stuff to do, for example. Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds great. So. Evernote is really well known to be open for integrations with other apps. Um, what about competitions like Zapier or other automation tools, Integramate or, or, or all of them are called? Um, what about those? Yeah. What makes it stand out, Filterize? Sorry. Yeah, basically for me, these are not competitors mm -hmm. because um, most of these tools um, support multiple platforms. For example, Evernote, your Gmail, um, and all other cloud tools you have. But for all of these cloud tools, they have quite limited functionality. For example, um, with Sapia or IFTTT, you have the possibility to create a node in Evernote and store something there, and maybe um, give a tag and a reminder to that node. But you cannot reorganize the nodes within Evernote. Mm -hmm. And um, so FilterWise and IFTTT or Sapia can work hand in hand. For example, if you do something in your Gmail or in your um, Google Drive or whatsoever, then IFTTT and Sapia can create a node out, out of this and can trigger automations from uh, FilterWise so that FilterWise um, do further processing with your nodes. Oh, that's so, interesting. Yeah. So FilterWise yeah. does the step in Evernote and Sapia and IFTTT and other tools are the bridge between other cloud solutions and Evernote. So FilterWise is much more integrated in Evernote and can uh, change a lot more bells and whistles inside there compared to other. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, so I got FilterWise is also only within Evernote. So FilterWise mm -hmm. don't care about all the other systems, mm -hmm. um, but it's only within Evernote. And if you want to interact with other systems, then you can use one of the other tools. Oh, that's interesting. So I think that's already very useful. And I think a lot of uh, um, in my audience out there are now listening up here because uh, they know how tedious it is still in Evernote to be organized. So that's really nice. So, um, but tell us more about the company behind it. When did you actually uh, founded it? And when, you know, why did you come up with the name Filterize? Yeah, basically, we I started with the first code in 2015, I think, mm -hmm. in just um, testing stuff for me, and then takes it was a side project and takes some time to uh, get a really multi-user 
um, um, compatible. And um, in 2016, I founded FilterWise. And you asked for the name. Yeah, exactly. So bas basically, this uh, comes back to the base story where I founded yeah. FilterWise that I moved notes or moved emails into Evernote. And uh, in almost all email clients, you have a functionality to filter your emails. So you can set up a filter there. And basically, I built almost the same for Evernote. So you have a filter in Evernote. Mm -hmm. And because filter is a really a boring company name or a product name, and also it's a widely used keyword, um, yeah. we thought about how can we use this to create some kind of unique name. And then we came up with filterized so that you have your Evernote, but it's filterized. So you have a lot of filters that do stuff for you. And that's right. the reason why we came up to filterized. Yeah, I really like this name. Uh, that's, you know, it, it stick to my head as soon as I heard about it. So the very nice choice here. Um, so but it's, I think this is more for the techie people, a really nice choice. I, yeah, you, okay, I also, maybe there might be. I also heard about people that are completely out of it. And their first imagination was, okay, we do some kind of filtering, maybe of water. Do we water filter? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, right. Okay. But it's I think the people are using uh, Evernote or other tools, you know, like Notion or whatever, they're pretty used to filter and fuse yeah. now. I mean, back in 2015, that might have been a different story, but with all the tools coming out, um, I think people get much more used to it. So it was a good choice of this name, you know, for the future. It's future-proofed name. Let's yeah. let's put it this way, all right? So yeah, thank you very much for this. Um, so what's the what's the mission or the objective of Filterize? Do you have any plans to to further improve this or you know expand into other tools maybe or something like this? So basically, the objection of Filterize is to take away the work from people they have to do they have to do in Evernote. So people mm -hmm. should not work in Evernote and organize their stuff there. They should just use Evernote. So they should put stuff into there and everything that has to be done with the stuff on the organizational side should be done by filterized so that you can focus on your work and on your ideas and not on sorting them. Yeah, and I love it. And I would wish much more companies would actually integrate this much more, especially when I'm looking thinking about Notion, for example, uh, best, best example, no API there, no automation there, yeah. nothing. It's a great knowledge management tool, but yeah, you said it already. I understand what filter maybe ne uh, means. Mm -hmm. And I think two less people already uh, still realize how how mighty automation actually is and that's what you do it's such a time saver you have so many redundant tasks every day to do yeah um this is just saving big time and that's really nice because yeah you just automated evernote and i love this and i hope something like this is coming to notion as well so yeah, yeah maybe, so maybe, but it sounded like it sounded like you're not expanding to other tools then uh not at the moment Mm -hmm. uh, if we found other tools that are similar and have a similar API, then probably we will also expand to other tools. But mm -hmm. at the moment, we are focusing on Evernote. 
So yeah, it's always to do that. <laughs> it's always the decision do a lot of things mm. on a lower level or go really deep into one tool. Yeah. And we that's... decided to go deep in Evernote and um, thinking how we can do maybe not so super standard things in Evernote mm. and enrich the user experience there. Yeah. And that's also really a good uh, approach. Approach, And um, there are so many uh, applications coming out. They call themselves the all-in-one application and so on. They're never the all-in-one application. And the issue really is they are then even worse than... Uh, for Best example to do is, for example, I love Todoist for its for the personal task management. That's what yeah. I'm using Todoist for. But now they start, you know, launching boards and and try to be collaborative and so on in the project management thing. Why? Why don't they focus on just being the best personal task manager? Yeah. I think they would achieve much more this way instead of going into your broader thing. We have enough other uh, team collaboration things here. And I was worried about Evernote as well. So um, coming back to Filterize here, I guess you've been very busy recently with all the updates coming out. From, yeah. I think two years ago, what the announcement was, isn't it? That Evernote rebrands and everybody thought it's only just a new logo. I think yep. you have much more insights what actually changed on the back end. Can you tell us a bit more about this? Yeah, basically, Evernote is not that super uh, often uh, open. <laughs> open yeah. yeah, so that they don't give us too much information. And the API is also often quite a bit behind the development from Evernote. Mm. Um, so, for example, the workplaces they are introduced, um, they are hard to get via API. Even now. <laughs> so just just to interrupt you quickly, API for the users who don't know what the API is, API is just giving you the possibility to connect to application. Maybe you can explain it better. Yeah. <laughs> so as so API stands for Application Programming Interface. And this means that there is some kind of open protocol where other software or other tools can communicate with the Evernote services. So Evernote has an um, API endpoint, so an, a function where we, for example, can retrieve a node and where we can uh, save the modified node again. Yeah, and that's the API. And, and that's, that's what we are looking for in other tools as well if we want to connect them together, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So that's really the thing. And so, sorry for interrupting, but I think for many people, it's much clearer now what yeah, we're yeah. talking about. Let's go back to the APA and the struggles you had there with the recent update. Yeah, so they have the uh, workspaces, and you can see workspaces on the front end. But in the on the API side, a workspace is just like a notebook. But then it's a notebook that can contain other notebooks. Oh, right. And yeah, this is uh, hardly documented. And um, yeah, we have to figure out a few things there. And also the uh, new editor um, does some optimizations on the notes. So uh, I don't know if you know, um, most nodes consist of HTML. So mm -hmm. it's like a web page. Mm -hmm. And you have some commands to um, define the color and the font size within a node. And it's the same way as Notion works as well, isn't it? It's also just a website, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And okay. these websites can be quite complicated or they can be easily structured. Mm -hmm. And Evernote have some a kind of optimization within the node to remove unnecessary stuff mm -hmm. 
And we are placing, for example, a table of contents within the node. But these table of contents, we have to uh, refine them on the next node change. And for this, we have to hide some kind of uh, markers within the node. And this is also sometimes a bit tricky to get the markers into there so that they are not removed from Evernote. So Evernote is not destroying the table of contents we are creating within the node. And these are also some challenges we have to do and um, so quite often have to fix some stuff there to still get it. So did they, did they take away anything that you essentially needed for filterize to work or so far well, you were lucky? <laughs> um, when you they, say you, you're hiding some things in Notion, you know, hey, Notion, I'm saying, in Evernote notes yeah. um, in order to, you know, automate the stuff. If they take this away, then you're, you're in trouble, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's like this. So, for example, at the beginning in the table of contents, we had just an additional HTML attribute um, posted in there and you couldn't see it. And then we can just place the name of the table of content there. And then later on, they decided to remove these additional attributes and we couldn't find the table of contents and couldn't update it afterwards. And so we changed the way we marked this. So now we have some font size uh, or font size zero with a transparent font color. So you mm -hmm. don't see it. And then we just paste text there. So basically at the beginning and at the end of uh, such a table of content, we have a invisible text that gives a hint to us that this is the area which we have to update in the mode. Okay. So um, how does this work? Do, do you find out because people start to complain that it's no longer working or are you informed by Evernote in advance when they <laughs> make such changes? Or do you work on better versions of Evernote actually, um, um, developer versions? Yeah, basically sometimes uh, customers complain. Uh, in most cases, we find it out ourselves that stuff is not working any longer, for example, in better versions. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes with the older versions, different platforms, the different stuff. But now with the new Evernote versions, everything should get the same on all platforms. So we are looking forward that at least all the platforms are working the same. So that's an advantage there then. Yeah. It makes it easier for you as well or more streamlined, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. But have you had any issues that people are losing data by this? Is this actually possible that filterize could potentially be the, uh, the reason that people lose data? Um, basically, the API is quite limited in really mm -hmm. losing data. So basically, there are two ways where you could use uh, could lose data. One is that the node is replaced with an empty node and stuff gets lost in the node. But for this, you have the node history and we forbid all modifications that would change the content of user created um, node content. So we didn't implement stuff to allow users to do this. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is that a node could be really deleted, but this is not allowed by the API. So the only chance the user can do with filterize is to move a node to the trash. Mm -hmm. And even if it's in the trash, then you can go to the Evernote um, client and just restore it. Yeah. So um, basically, we but, also have, have an automation yeah. where you can say this uh, node should not be deleted. And if you delete the node in Evernote, then Evernote will move the node to the trash, 
filter wise, filter wise find this out and move it out of the trash again. Oh, okay. So <laughs> you can even this save way. this. So you you are actually securing the data of the people <laughs> rather than make it possible that they lose it. So that's that's really nice to hear. Essentially, what you told me here is that the user it's their own fault when they make their automation uh, yeah. the wrong way. And I mean, you know, they delete it only on purpose. Yeah, it's not possible exactly. that it would be uh, automatically happening. Yeah, so that's good to know. That's, that's the same. Uh, face everywhere with great power comes great uh, responsibility. <laughs> yeah, the user true. have a lot of chances to modify stuff. Then the user have to take care and make it the right way. Yeah, that's true. Um, so thank you very much for giving us this insight. So how does it actually work for the user when they're on the? Just walk us through one one example. Um, for example, I'm scanning a document yeah. with my scanner. And yeah. I want to have, uh, you know, it's an invoice that I get on a monthly basis and I'm scanning this, I'm sending it directly to Evernote. Mm -hmm. And for my understanding, filterized and able uh, to recognize the text on this document. Is that correct? Almost. <laughs> so Almost, all right. So you are scanning the document and the document will come into Evernote. And basically you have a note with a PDF file attached and FilterWise will not scan the PDF by its own, but Evernote, uh, Evernote does the indexing stuff. So Evernote takes all of your PDFs, all your images and um, indexes and check which words are on this and make these results available for FilterWise. And then on FilterWise, you can set up a rule and say, okay, if there is the word invoice and the word Amazon on the um, note or in the, on the scanned document, then add the text invoices and move it to the notebook finance, for example. That's that's just perfect. And that's actually also the way I'm using it. Mm -hmm. um, that was the best use case in, in for me, um, scanning and, you know, forget about it because it will do it. What I also did to make the recognition easier, easy yeah. even, um, I prepared some um, template pages yeah. that I just printed off with a code like 22text22. So it is a unique word, which is not in any other text available. Yeah. And whenever I scan something, that was the last page and it was much easier ah. for Christ than to realize <laughs> yeah. it is this and it goes there. So, um, so I avoided that it is mixing up things. So just, you know, just an insight. But there. Didn't you also had the idea of making some kind of a stamps? To put it on it and just yeah like, yeah know. that's true <laughs> yeah that's that, that was the other idea uh, on the, or what I actually have exactly I created some stamps you can do this online um, with this with those codes so I just had to stamp it on the yeah on the email on the mails and then just scan it and it works very well um, even that's a also something <laughs> thank you very much so yeah you made the tool and I'm I'm the user they they always come up with things. Um, yeah, thank you very much for this. So one question I have, is it still the case in Filterize? Because my Filterize is just on autopilot. I set it up once and it just works. Yeah. I never looked back into it. But when I was setting it up, um, I'm used to if this, then that. So if yeah. people don't know that, which means uh, if something like this happens, anything triggers, then this should happen, an action. Mm -hmm. In Filterize, it's the other way around. I, I, I put the action in place that I want to have 
in the end and then I put a trigger. I mean, for many users it might be, thinking, but for me it's always a struggle because it's the, the against the stream, isn't it? Against the flow. Yes. Is it still the case or did you did you switch it? No, ba basically, uh, we switched it to make it this way. So it's not the IFTTT way. Okay. Uh, I think the IFTTT way is a bit more of the techie way of thinking, but we had some uh, questions or we had some discussions in the team and also with other customers. Mm -hmm. And we found out that most customers think of, okay, I want to have a reminder on the note. And then uh -huh. they first want to set, I want to have a reminder. And then the second question is, when do you want to add this reminder? So all okay. our rules are basically add a reminder or do some stuff if some conditions are fulfilled. I mean, so we are we are more from the problem solution finding yeah. way, point of view, isn't it? So you you put the problem first in, and then you look for the solution afterwards. That's that's also a good way to look at it, and that's in this kind it's much more natural. You're right. So again, we are just too techy in this case, but yeah, I understand even, it now. Even if you code and program, it's like this. You normally write an if statement, and then you have if condition, and then you have some then block which should done if this condition happens. So yes, I can imagine if you are a bit on a programmer's uh, backend, then yes, the IFTTT approach maybe is the more streamlined. But for people that are not that super techy, the other way around of thinking is maybe the easier one. Yeah, but it just shows that you care about the customer and it was certainly uh, important that you made the customer survey mm. before that to, to build it the right way. So yeah. Thank you very much for clarifying that. So um, what are you looking for, you know, let's say in the next three years or maybe even next year, where do you see uh, Filterize going in the future? Yeah, basically, basically helping uh, more Evernote users to get automated. Mm -hmm. um, to get this and to make it a bit easier to set up all the rules, we are also working and experimenting with some kind of artificial intelligence and uh, automatic recommendations so that FilterWise is scanning what you are doing with your notes and what you are changing on the notes and then automatically suggestion uh, to suggest what good filters could be for you. For example, if you have um, your invoice example and you scan the invoices, then maybe the invoices always come to your default notebook and then you go later on to your Evernote and move the notes from the default notebook to your invoices notebook or to your um, finance notebook. And then FilterWise will figure out that most of the similar notes of these are in the finance notebook and will automatically suggest you the rule move note to finance if there is invoice in it. You also told me um, about stabilization that you, you try to make it faster or more stable? Yeah. Or both? <laughs> yeah, basically uh, the last time um, we really worked on the backend side to make node processing faster and don't tweet the API from Evernote too much so that they will not ban us yeah. with too much load. And um, yeah, I think we made really good progress also in stability that there shouldn't be huge issues that node processing takes too long. So that, but that's a good point that you just mentioned there, um, talking about the, the load on the API. 
what is actually the limit that I can do with filterize? Um, or is it just queuing up and it will just take a bit longer to yeah, work on it? Basically, basically it's queuing up. And mm -hmm. uh, at the moment, Evernote allows us to um, modify and check about 200 nodes for each user per hour. All right, that's a yeah, few. But, <laughs> uh, so if, if you want to change 200 nodes uh, with doing or doing normal work, this is quite hard. Yeah, some some people do this the whole day manually. So yeah. you do this in one hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's already an advantage. <laughs> you yeah, have to say this way. There are still cases where people can do this. So for example, yeah. if you have a thousand nodes that you are adding a tag to or moving to another notebook, yeah, then uh, this limit could be reached and then the node changes are just queued up and then posted later on. Yeah, all right. So how long actually does it take? As soon uh, the filterize receives the trigger, um, you know, until it works on on the API. It, you know, in the case that it is working, it's not queued up. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so um, basically, Evernote sends quite a lot of notifications. So, for example, if you're typing in a note, and then Evernote will constantly sending us messages that the note has been changed. Mm -hmm. So we get the first notification quite fast. So after one or two seconds, we have a notification mm -hmm. of ping that this note has been changed as long as you are online. Mm -hmm. And then we are waiting for about 30 seconds to see if there are follow-up changes on this note uh -huh. so that we don't repossess the same note over and over and reach the mm -hmm. limit, for example. Um, mm -hmm. So after half a minute, if you didn't change the note, then filter with rice will going on and uh, fetch the node, we'll see if there are filters that can be applied to the node, modify the node, and then store it back to Evernote. So in the best case, you, for example, put a node into Evernote, then it's synced to the server. Half a minute later, FilterWise will receive the node and maybe modify it, store it back, and then after a bit more than half a minute, you have your processed node in your Evernote, mm -hmm. in your client. Well, that sounds reasonable and uh, about 30 seconds. That's great. Um, you now I have a question about um, uh, data safety. Yeah. So GDPR is a big thing in Europe and yeah. we are both from Germany actually. Yeah, sure. So we know how hard it is, <laughs> you know, to create these tools. Um, how do you process the data and, you know, do you have any troubles getting this right and things like this? Um, so basically, we are working with servers that are running in the EU, EU, so in the European Union. Mm -hmm. um, most of the servers are running in Germany. And um, with this, we are under the German and European privacy laws, and everything is fine from this side. We also offer the, um, the agreement that we can um, process the data if you take care of it. So we are also... DSGVO. Um, yeah, GDPR, yes. GDPR in English, yes, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and we don't store the node content. So we always fetch the node content from Evernote, check if we can apply some filters on this, and store it back to Evernote. So basically, yeah. there is no storage of the nodes on our side. Yeah. Um, for the recommender, we store some parts of keywords from the node. So not the content of the node, but just a few keywords to uh, figure out rules from these nodes. But everything that is stored is uh, completely encrypted and uh, secured so that 
nobody can read this basically. All right. Well, that sounds that sounds good enough, and uh, I mean, good enough. It's uh, <laughs> it's exactly what is expected by GDPR, yeah. isn't it? As long as you are not storing the data yeah. on other servers, uh, it's much easier than you would do. Yeah. Um, so uh, just to let my my people know and the audience, uh, Filterize actually. Thank you very much, Pascal, for that. Yeah. You are offering a twenty five percent discount for Filterize for my yeah. Inner Circle members. So this is why if you're an Inner Circle member, just go over there and go to the discount page. If you're interested to get started with Filterize, don't miss out on a twenty five percent discount there. Yeah. And um, other than that, how do people find? you and filterize let us know yeah basically they can just google it or they just go to <laughs> filterize.net and then they can yeah. sign up that's the advantage that you didn't use filter <laughs> <laughs> exactly also yeah. we have a youtube channel where we posted some tutorials in german and in english so you can take a look into it and see what's possible in there and if you don't look the tutorial before you sign up you can also look the tutorial within filterize and then you will get directly pointed to the right places where you can just put in the rules you saw in the um, video and try it out yourself. All right. So is there a free trial then? So people yeah, can sure. actually... So you okay. can try it completely for 30 days. Mm -hmm. And um, if you figure out you only need a few automations and you're fine with three automations, then it's free or forever. Uh -huh. And if you want to have more, then you can just subscribe to a higher plan. And then don't forget the 25%. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, thank you very much. I think that's really awesome. And it's good to have this uh, free trial because yeah. you really have to get into this and um, automation. But I know that you're also really nice people behind the software. That's always good that, that there is actually a face behind the software. People can reach out to you yeah. and uh, their support. So if you if they struggle uh, setting things up, that's all. So anything else you want to talk to my, to tell my audience in the end? Mm, no. Greetings from <laughs> Germany. <laughs> yeah, if you want to try it out, um, it would be good if you are at least a bit of a technical background and you at least know or you can imagine what kind of rules you can set up because it's a toolbox. And if you have no ideas what you could automate, then it could be hard to get to the automations. But if you f uh, know, okay, I would like to add these kind of text or I want to add a reminder on specific notes, then FilterWise could be really the right for you. So as long as people have a goal in mind, yeah. That's what you mean. So they have yeah, a exactly. problem there. They want to do uh, things they, they repeat every day. As soon as they have this, they get it done and filterize, right. isn't it? So thank you very much, Pascal. It's uh, really awesome to have you on the show. I think that was a really interesting uh, interview for both for techies and for normal users in apprentices there. Um, and I hope we see you soon again. Yeah. And I wish sure. a good time. So I think this was an awesome interview with Pascal there. We learned a lot about the automation, the challenges other applications actually have with the changes of Evernote. So this was really nice to see from a different perspective, from a developer perspective now. And if you're interested to use Filterize, there's also a discount code for my Inner Circle members. So if you're an Inner Circle member, just log in, go to the discounts page and there you have it. 
So I thank you very much. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, actually, so you won't miss the next episode. And I'll catch you up next time.